Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to episode three of Into the Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and with me today, I have the gorgeous man that is Ryan. Hi. All right, mate. Yeah, how are you? Looking very beautiful today. Thanks. It's so been, are you? It's been so long since I've seen you know, since the last episode. I know. We don't see each other very often anymore, do we? We, we really don't, mate. No, 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 no. Um, so, uh, we didn't really know what to do for episode three, did we? So, uh, we had a few ideas. Yeah, so I just said, well, you keep coming to me and going, oh, I've never seen that film. Yeah. So you've seen so many films, but then you'll come out with like, Leon? No, I've never seen Leon. I still haven't seen Leon. And I'm like, dude, how have you not seen these films? Uh, d- d- right, there's so many films in the world. <laughs> like, I, I'm never going to expect <laughs> to see them all. I know, but there's just some classics. No, there's plenty of classics that I've still not seen yet. So, I could say the same for you, though. 100%. Which is really weird, actually, because when it comes to it, there's so many classic films and the ones I gave you to watch. <laughs> just some random Netflix shit. I know, yeah. Why didn't you ask me to watch Leon? <laughs> to be fair, I was being good, mate. I was trying to find something that was free to watch. Yeah, okay. Appreciate, just, um, I do you know, appreciate that. Last minute, so you didn't have to go out and buy it. and this that and the other. So, yeah, so we basically picked a couple of films for each other and said, oh, I really enjoyed this film. Why don't you give it a watch? It was quite hard to find films for each other that we'd not seen. Yeah. Um, that we could readily get. Um, so yeah, that's what we're gonna do today. But first, Ryan, we yep. need to do snack of the week. Oh, my favourite time of the episode. <laughs> you loved it. This this was never a thing until you turned up your fat shit. It yeah, was just I just, like, yeah, it's snacks. I just want to eat and drink all the time. <laughs> so speaking of drink, do you want to tell us what we got here? Because you you brought these. Uh, I, yeah, I grabbed these from like the spa. <laughs> 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 so these are. Chocomels. And what is a Chocomel? I have no idea. It's a can <laughs> of some sort of drink. It's Yeah, it's just a, a uh, yellow does can. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have any description on it. No. All uh, it says is Chocomel, one and only. Yeah, so this has got to be the one and only. So should we take a sip of our Chocomel? Yeah, why and, not? Uh, it's ice cold. And, let everyone, and you know what? The, the cans are really flimsy. <laughs> I don't trust that either. So uh, so cheers. Well, it is to you, yeah. my friend. Yeah, Enjoy likewise. a bit of Chocomel. Mmm. A bit of chocolate milk, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, it's all right, actually. Yeah, well done. It's got a bit of a weird aftertaste, but yeah, yeah, I'd suppose. Yeah, that's got a bit of a weird aftertaste, hasn't it? Okay, so here, oh no, oh my god, right. Do you want to know what one of the um ingredients is? <laughs> locust bean gum, nice. Tell me what a locust bean gum is. <laughs> But I think that's what the aftertaste is. Uh, very locusty. <laughs> very, very chewy and crunchy. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I keep drinking it and it might get better. Yeah, of course. Time. I mean, it's no pickled onion. Uh, oh, they were great. Those and goes. They, they were fantastic. Been hit and miss with the snacks, haven't we? <laughs> we have, mate. We have. But oh. the thing is, now we'll actually remember and actually buy some stuff in instead of last minute. Whatever's in your cupboard. Whatever's in my cupboard. Yeah, whatever I pick up from the spa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> while we're buying the subway. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of films that um, one another haven't seen, yep. you let me know recently that you uh, have... How long has this been going on? So you watch, try watch 52 new films a year. Yeah, so... Years ago, I think I'd, I think it was 2018 was the first time I did it. Because obviously, I, you know, I love films, but I have a habit of just watching the same films. You know, like comfort films. Like you just stick it on and, okay, I'll put The Lord of the Rings on or I'll put, I don't know, The Mummy on. And I'll watch the it. The Mummy. The Mummy. Brendan Fraser, legend. Sexy. Oh, what a man. Um, 
But, you know, I just watch them and I watch them time and time again and over and over. And it's like, you know, there's so many classics that I've not seen. Yeah. And so many shit films I've not seen. So I gave myself a New Year's resolution to try and watch 52 new, new films a year. So one a week. Mm. Um, I did it, yeah, one year. Then I didn't do it again for a couple of years. But then I picked it up and I've done it the last couple of years. Just And I just make a note of every film, every new film that I've seen. It doesn't have to be brand new, just a film that I've never seen before. Okay. So I'll tell you what, you've brought that list with you today. I have. So for our beautiful, gorgeous listeners, why don't you just pick out some of your top ones? How many you watched this year so far? I'm not doing very well this year, you know. I am, um, say we're, you know, coming, In to October. The, coming to the end of the end of the year. I'm only on 38. Okay. So 14 more to watch. 14 more to watch. But with this podcast, encouraging us to watch films and stuff. And yeah. I think I might be all right. It might get there. I think it will. I'll, I'll force some new films down here. Yeah. I, I need need recommendations. Yeah, There's yeah. Plenty so I've not seen. Please, yeah. Recommendations. Any Ryan. recommendations? And I always make a note if I've gone to see it at the cinema as well because, again, I have an unlimited card, but I don't make enough use of it. Yeah. So it's quite nice to go see new films. So tell us some of your favourites of the year so far. Something new. Okay. Bloody hell. When I look back at this list, it looks like... It feels like a lifetime ago, some of these. Um, uh, the Batman was a great one this that year. Was a banging film. Absolutely loved that. Robert Pattinson, thought he smashed it. He 100% smashed yeah. it, yeah. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise. There's a lot of bad films on here. Morbius, that was poor. You know, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't great. Yeah, again, I think it's just because it's fucking him. Yeah, what? Jared Leto. Jared Leto, and yeah. I just, I just love him. And I don't know, I just find him a very sexy man. I, I, I don't want to be him. part of his cult. I, I, yeah, he is a very sexy man. Um, I didn't like Matt Smith in it. I don't like Matt Smith in general, if I'm honest with you. I've not really seen him in a lot of things other than I've, I've been smashing House of the Dragon recently. Right, okay. And myself, along with everyone watching it, are obsessed with his character, Damon Targaryen. Oh, is he really good? He's fantastic he? in it. Okay. He, he is great in it, which makes me... Kind of want to watch his other stuff, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah, I've not been. There was a, a horror film that came out last year. It was meant to be quite good. Our House, I think it was called, right. where um, a couple of refugees get put in this house, in like a housing, uh, through a housing association. And Matt Smith, you're not like that drink, mate. Oh, mate, that, it's awful. <laughs> and Matt Smith plays like the estate agent type thing. And he's okay. just really randomly in it as well. Right. For someone who's in House of Dragons now and he's smashing it, although this was last year, but still, he'd been Doctor Who at this point. Yeah. But yeah. then he's just randomly in this random horror film yeah. playing an estate he, agent. He, that's random. I want to watch him in, what was the Edgar Wright one last night in Soho? Oh, oh I've never seen that. No, I haven't, but I want, I want to watch that. Mm. Um, I have a bit of a random mix. Tombstone, I'd never seen before. Love Tombstone. So good. 1993, I've got it written down as, yeah. What a star-filled cast. Oh, unreal. Kurt Russell. Val Kilmer. Um, Sam Elliott. Um, Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, uh, quality. And then even Michael Beans in it is the, the villain. Yeah. If, if you guys haven't seen Tombstone, highly recommend it. It's yeah. just a great Western... I mean, I'm playing Red Dead 2 at the moment because I've never played it before, so I'm right into the cowboy yeah, type, yeah, yeah. type saloon-esque yeah. um, like back, backdrop. So yeah, yeah, great film. Uh, I discussed this with my old friends in my old podcast and uh, me and my friend James was massive into this. We loved this film. 
and uh, and our friend Aaron was really just like, dude, no, just just no, it's it's bullshit. And we're like, no, it's not. It's, it's so not, good. It's great. Like, I love it. Like obviously, it's not the most perfect film going. No, but it's, it's just, just it's just everyone cool. plays the character so well, and they're just cool. They're just cool as, aren't they? Val Kilmer with that mustache. Oh, oh. in his just the way he plays the character, his accent, Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday, yeah, legendary. Um. Yeah, surprising, some surprising ones on here that I enjoyed. The Gentleman, that was a good one. Oh, I love The Gentleman. That was good. That was, yeah, really good. Whiplash. I mean, some of these we're going to have to talk about in a separate we episode in more to... detail because they're just incredible films. This, in fact, Whiplash was the um, was the idea for this podcast. Yeah. Because we spoke about Whiplash, Cargo, and there the, was... A, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. And we started talking about them, and I think we sat there for... I don't think we went home. Was it three days we sat there and spoke Something about Something ridiculous. <laughs> like, we were just chatting for ages. And that genuinely was the inspiration for this podcast. Yeah, it was like, we need to do this on mic, because yeah. I, I love podcasting anyway, and it was just like, oh my God, what a film. Unbelievable. We'll have to have a proper episode on Whiplash and as peanut, long as we get to sit down and Peanut Butter it, yeah. Falcon, but there are definitely some recommendations for people. 100%. If you've not seen them, go watch Whiplash, go watch Peanut Butter Falcon. Goosebumps talking about our film. Yeah. Goosebumps talking about it. Yeah. That's how good that film is. So, oh. good. Um, so yeah, some random ones on there. Tried to go to the cinema a lot. You uh, you watched Wally for the first time recently. I did, yeah. I'd never seen it. Um Loved it. Pleasantly surprised. It's a delightful film, isn't it? It's so good. It's yeah. so. I've watched it now since I've since that I've rewatched it about three or four times. Have you really? Yeah, it's just so. <laughs> That's comforting. why you've only got thirty-eight films. Like I know. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's working against me. This was supposed to encourage me to watch new films, not find one and then just rewatch that. But I saw a couple of Disney's on there. You watched Encanto. Encanto was uh, on there. Sea Beast was on there. Quite George Sea Beast. Sea Beast was Carl quite Urban. good. Yeah. I lo- I love Carl Urban. So do I, mate. Yeah, it's so amazing. What what other animated you got on there? Um, I love Encanto. That might be it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some classics on. Near Dark was a cool one that I've oh, wanted ne- to watch for. Never it, seen Near Dark. It's um like a eighties vampire film, <gasps> but it's more like a western. Um, okay. Great cast: Bill Paxton, Lance Henriksen, um, really cool vampires. Done by who was the director who did? Um, Hurt Locker. Oh, God. Um, female. Female director. Um, she won the Oscar for it, didn't she? She beat James Cameron. Ex- James Cameron's ex misses, and then she beat him to the Oscar. So it was all. God. Quite, I want to say, like, Catherine. Hurt Locker director. I'm just having to Google something. This. Catherine Bigelow. That's, That's it. it, yeah. So she, I, she directed it. So it's really cool. Definitely okay. worth a watch. It's like a hidden gem of mm. the film. So, yeah. So, a mixed bag on there. Um, yeah, I try and do this every year, so um, I think my record is 54 that I managed to do. Amazing. So year. I had to have a present for you, Ryan. Oh, yeah. And uh, the whole reason I told you to bring that was to give you a present that I completely forgot to get out of the garage before doing this, so I can't even hand it to you. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got a scratch-off movie poster. That, Amazing. That you scratch off, and it tells you the film you have to watch. So there's a cult classic one that I've got for you. That's so, so cool. You can take it home, scratch it off. You and the wife can sit and watch some of these classic films. Amazing. And I wanted Thanks. to, I was like, oh, bring that with you and I could hand you this thing. Yeah, take a little we picture can pretend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Then I left it in the garage. Yeah, so I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice one. Uh, speaking of which, actually, seems we're in episode three. Um, so we've obviously been pushing the last few episodes to people to start liking us on social medias and X, Y, and Z. If you haven't yet, please go and do that because. We are going to be pushing a few giveaways over the next few weeks, months. 
Uh, I'm, but I don't know why, but I'm big into making mystery boxes. Yeah, you love that. I, I love a good mystery box. So I've got a lot of mystery boxes I've started working on that I just want to start. Yeah, we'll do something on social media, whether it just be a share and like or that type of thing. But just to get a bit more engagement, get you guys talking with us, get you guys discussing with us, uh, and hopefully just hand out a few nice little prizes for you guys. So please, if you don't like us on social yet, go do it now and uh, get yourself ready to win some nice, cool little prizes. And if you don't like the shit that's in it, they're definitely going to have sweets in it. Well, there you go. Because so everyone's a winner. Yeah, B&M sell this thing called Movie Mix, which are the greatest gummy sweets I've ever eaten. Nice. So I just went out and bought about 100 packs of them. And what we could do as well is we could chuck some of the snacks that we've had in throughout the uh, episodes. <gasps> yeah, what a great idea. Right, go buy some more Choco Mel. Oh, God, it's just awful. Can I just pour this one in? <laughs> you keep drinking it, stop. I can't put it down. What is in this? It's so addictive, but disgusting. You, locust Gumby. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay, so... That's Ryan's new film. So should we get on to our recommendations for each other? Yeah, let's do it. So what we're going to do is I gave Ryan two films. Ryan gave me two films. So um, if I start, you want to um, sort of explain what the film was, why you recommended it to me, and I'll just give my views a quick what the film's about. If you haven't seen it, and just what I thought. Yeah, sure. So the film I asked you to watch first off, which I was shocked that you'd not seen before anyway. Me too. um, Is... Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, never seen the it. The original Arnold Schwarzenegger one from, I want to say 1982. 82, it was 82. Um, well, I think it may be his first leading role as an actor, you know, after he transitioned from bodybuilder. Um, 80s sword and sorcery film. Um, one that I've grown up with, like watching it on VHS that my dad owned and then having it on DVD and on blu-ray i think it's on disney plus now, now. it's on disney plus which so, made it a lot easier for me yeah exactly and i absolutely <clears throat> love that film for so many reasons um don't get me wrong it's a little bit dated now it's it doesn't i don't know the music's incredible the action is over the top there's blood there's guts you know it's arnie with his top off for an hour and a half Two hours, however two, long. Two hours, ten, right? Two hours, ten. Okay. <laughs> it feels like an hour. It's not long enough. <laughs> um, but it's just brutal. And I just love the character, obviously based on the books. Um, turned into a comic book, I want to say, as well. Yeah, there were comic books, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just sort of brutal and unforgiving. And you get this... It basically tells the story of his life as from Conan, doesn't it? From being a kid growing up to becoming the barbarian and his story and one of his many stories. Um, so that's a brief overview. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? I I loved it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was <laughs> with films these days. I, I enjoy a good 90 minute film. I'll yeah. be honest with you. You know, yeah. we, we live in this fast hustle bustle life that I just like. So when I saw it was two hours, 10, I was like, right, I've really got to settle in for this. I had a little, um, that weekend as well. So I was kind of in and out watching it. So I, I would have been better to give it full two hour, 10 concentration, but I did have to come back to it a couple of times. Um, but I did really enjoy it again. Every thing in that film looks great. The sets are fantastic. Every human being in that film is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out, Eighties women are for me. Oh, uh, all the women in it are just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, all the men are shredded and gorgeous. Yeah, just lots of boobies, lots of lots of boobies and lady boobies. Yeah, Um, lots of muscular men that are very oiled. Oh, very very oiled. Um, 
at the start of the film was genuinely horrific. Yeah. So obviously, as Ryan sort of said, it's about a young Conan whose family and tribe are murdered by yeah. Tulsa Doom. Yeah. Um, and the story sort of goes on to him being enslaved as a child, to him growing up. He then gets put to fighting for local shitbags. Um, and he becomes this savage killer through that. He's then let lo- let loose and he goes on his uh, on his merry way, ready to kill Tulsa Doom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the opening of this thing, the family are just getting together. It's all nicey, nicey. Everything's, you know, it's, it's very um, fantasy-esque, isn't it? Of all these yeah. things in the background, which I quite like. And then Tulsa Doom just turns up and just starts fucking shit up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. literally stabs the dad who then falls on the floor and these Rottweilers come in and rip him to shreds. Literally rip him to pieces, And yeah. you just see, and I was reading a few, whilst I was watching the film, I was flicking through some of the, um, I like looking at the facts on IMDb. As yeah, I love it. doing that too. Oh my God. And there were so many on there about everyone was saying how the dogs were so vicious. Yeah. They didn't just use trained dogs, they, they used vicious, shitty dogs. And I'm sure, didn't they just stuff meat in like the, yeah. the actor or the stuntman's clothing so yeah. these rottweilers were literally ragging at, at the at the stuntman trying to get to this meat so it he is being torn to pieces or dragged all over the yeah. place by and it's brutal and i was like what is going on and then it goes to like the whole town's been killed the whole tribe's been killed bar conan and his mom conan's holding his mom's hand and then phew, her head falls off and whilst conan's holding his mom's hand her body just drops yeah because she's been beheaded right in front of him have you seen jojo rabbit no, not yet. You've never seen Jojo no, Rabbit. So there's no. a very famous scene in that where he's walking down the street. He walks past all these people that have been hung. Yeah. And he turns and he looks and he sees his mum's shoes. Right. And so you okay. don't see his mum, you just see the legs. Yeah. He looks, he sees the shoes, he knows it's her, and he just cuddles her legs. And it just gave me that. And that, again, goosebumps, mate. Yeah. That scene, it makes me cry every time. But it gave me them vibes yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. Boom, just holding his mum's hand, just fuck. I know. Oh, mum's dead. Like, oh my God. And I, I was just like, what is it? Like, that was the moment because I put it on because it was on Disney Plus. I put it on with child in the room. Yeah. yeah. That's when I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like, appropriate. Maybe not child friendly. Um, but yeah, absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, what else did we get? Oh, yeah. Then um, obviously all the kids are taken off in chains. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's an unforgiving film. And I think that's what I love about it. It's a brutal film. Just, it's not. Obviously, when you think of Arnie, you think of Hollywood and you mm-hmm. think of all the glitz and glamour and over the top and, you know, like Predator and Terminator and stuff. But actually, this is like a pre-Hollywood Arnie that's very much fine his way. And it's and it's like a brutal, unforgiving film. It's not polished, is it? It's not refined. It is dark. It's very, very dark, which I wasn't expecting. I'll be honest with you, because I'd never seen it before. I mean, and again, what you're saying there about Arnie, Arnie was fantastic in it. Yeah. Well acted. The only annoying thing is... <laughs> yeah. the whole way through it and you're just like <laughs> fucking alright all get that right and you'd have been so much better yeah but like yeah so then these kids are taken away and then he shows Arnie growing up and he's like oh and he was a hit with the ladies and they're just chucking women in to a cage with him who's potentially getting raped and yeah, he's like what well, the, the one fuck the, is the, going the, on to breed these women with like this specimen of a man yeah exactly yeah. and then oh my god <laughs> and he's absolutely jacked. He is, yeah. Just I mean, so jacked in it. Yeah, not long off of, obviously, bodybuilding. But actually, he's... I remember reading about it, and it, when you look back, you can see he's actually lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. He's actually bigger in later. He's bigger before, when he was obviously Mr. Olympia. Mr. Olympia, yeah. And then he's bigger after, when he goes back to like being Predator, and then even in the Conan sequels, because... He shredded, he, he toned down because he wanted to be a more realistic Conan. Because if you're a 
a bloke that's running around and you're fighting all the time and you're running across the countryside, you know, you're going to be a lot leaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's still fucking, fucking huge, massive, but yeah. by his standards, he's quite small because he did a lot of, like, cardio stuff, really. But yeah, he, I was reading he, a thing on that. that they said um, his main opponents that he had to fight in it, they had to find people bigger than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he was, like, just not used to. Yeah. You know, obviously, when he was bodybuilding, he had people his size, but he just wasn't used to having yeah. people bigger than him after fighting. Which... Well, I think they've got one of his best mates, I can't remember, Sven Ol Thorson, who plays one of the henchmen, the guy, mm. the dude with the massive hammer, yeah. who's like six foot five bodybuilder. So he's huge. I think Arnie's like six two, so he towers over him. And I think the other main henchman is like a, he was like a former NFL player or something. Right. So he's like six ten. So again, he towers over Arnie. Um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The size but of these guys. The guys are just enormous. They're like straight out of like a comic book, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but again, I, I just love, yeah, I love the transition from him being like this stranded little kid, um, scared and alone, just being like a weapon of vengeance. And then goes out and he like finds his friends. He gets his little group, does he? Like his missus and his best mate. And they go on their adventures and steal money. But all the while, it's very much a revenge story. Oh, massively, yeah. He's building up to getting Thulsa Doom. The, the, the whole way through it as well, he dresses up in several different ways. So, like, he's got... A, uh, I don't know, all the outfits they wear are just very different each battle. Yeah. My favourite is where they go into, which is a big fucking issue of mine, where they even put it... Um, when they go into that orgy that they call Paradise. Yeah. And they've all got the black face paint oh, on. I, and I love It kind of reminds me of Commando. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just so cool. Although what really did annoy me is like, oh my God, this is Paradise. The orgy is shit. Yeah. No, no one's doing anything but, I, but groaning. They, they, look, they look a bit tired out, don't they? Yeah, they <laughs> do. They're all groaning as if they're having sex. Ain't no one doing anything in no, that. No, they all just look knackered. Like, they're all being... They've got this amazing feast, which is just green slime with hands in it. I know, yeah. Like it's human flesh. And then Darth Vader turns into a... A snake. Into a snake. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah. just keeps going back to his, like, clay face. So it's slightly changed. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's that scene when it, like, zooms in on his hand. And, and, his, and, his, hand's just like, and his, basically his hand just goes into <laughs> his sleeve. <laughs> but it's making out his turn into a snake. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I love that scene. Like, that whole scene, it's a massive build-up. So basically, they found where Thulsa Doom's lair is. Him and his two two friends they're going in they all cover themselves in you know, like i said the, the camouflage the black and white paint and they look so cool and um obviously like his missus i can't remember her name like the character's of it i think valeria or something yeah. who's so fit like my <laughs> all-time crush i so think gorgeous, she, yeah. she's so cool in it and she's badass this warrior woman um but I love the, the music throughout that scene. There's no dialogue. There is no dialogue. And there's no dialogue for about 20 minutes. I think I've counted it, uh, timed it before. Basically from when he gets, I don't know if you notice this, but from when he gets crucified mm-hmm. by Dulce Doom until the very end where he prays, Arnie says no word of dialogue for that entire section. Oh, really? It's about half an hour. And it's just... And to say he's a new actor, I think they, they did it quite well because they're playing to his strengths. Because obviously by that point, he wasn't a professional actor. He still had a thick, like, Austrian accent. But Conan's this brutal killing machine that, you know, has been brought up from a young kid to being, like, this slave and, you know, thrown into these fighting pits. So he's not going to be the most eloquent speaker. No. And what I do like as well is 
is in a way the, the character development of Conan there of young child. He shows his first fight where he's a bit all over the place, then fight, fight, fight where he's fucking brutal. Then he gets set free and he becomes a bit of a king amongst himself. And then he just becomes a bit of a pisshead idiot. Yeah. And he just lets that power go to his head. Yeah. And then from that, he, he then sort of regains his thing. I, I really like that. <laughs> I just want to bring this up. In that film, in a space of about 45 seconds, he kicks a dog and punches a camel. (laughs) He punches a camel in the face. Punches a camel in the face. (laughs) And then, when he's fucking strung up, an owl, or whatever, an eagle, a vulture, vulture tries to eat his neck, and he's moaning, fuck off, you're the one punching camels and animals. He does then rag the the vulture's like neck and snaps it. Yeah. He's brutal. He he's doesn't care. He's a barbarian. Bastard. It's literally his name, Conan the Barbarian. He fucking punches a camel. Oh no. But like, I love the fight scenes are so heroic and yeah. badass. Like again, over the top gore, like he slashes someone and then like, I don't know, their arm will chop off and then gallons of blood burst yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And it is over the top and brutal, but I think that's part of its charm. A hundred percent. And there's no CGI. There's, what I love as well is one of my pet peeves is when it's like a, you know, like a sword fantasy film or whatever. Or anytime they use swords and it's so obvious they're using like polystyrene or plastic swords, whereas you don't get that in this. You feel like he is wielding a hefty like steel sword. Well, he sword. was, wasn't he? Yeah. I think I was reading they were 10 grand a piece, um, but they were full steel. Now, that was something I did make a note on. His swordsmanship. Yeah. Like when he's stood there and he's practicing with his sword... He looks like a pro. Yeah. Because the guy who taught him is in the film, isn't he? He's the, um, when he's teaching him how to use swords. That's, yeah, that's actually his teacher. And make laughs at him until he kicks him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, that's the actual swordsmith, isn't it? Or whatever you call him. Um, but oh my God, yeah, watching him with that sword, you're like, shit, you've put the time in to learn how to use this. Yeah, yeah. It's not just like anything, you really learn how it's, to It's convincing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he knows, and you would not mess with him. Um, no. And then it just culminates in this big battle at the end and again, I love that. There's just so many sh- great moments in that film where there's no dialogue. It's just like scenes of something happening with a great score. The score is incredible. The, the score, you don't need dialogue because the score's that good. Yeah. It, and, it, and they use it. Yeah, they they play it to perfection. That's one of them that I will I will happily listen to that score on its own. I will yeah. listen to it in the car. I'll listen to it in the, in the gym. I genuinely do. Really? Because it just, it's so uplifting and like it heroic and like it just sort of gets you like inspired. So I genuinely listen to that in the gym. Fucking hell. Yeah. Not, not all the time, but I do. I will use that as part of my on repeat because it's just badass. Are you inspired by bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like kicking ass and like, I think he's, to say it's his sort of first real role, I think Arnie does an incredible job and I think, don't get me wrong, he's done some shit films. He's, oh, God, he's yeah. done some great films, but you know, I think he does. I think he's an underrated actor. I think he gets obviously because he's a bit of a, a bit of a joke in some ways. Yeah, I, but, I suppose he, he is a bit, isn't he? But, but yeah, I, I mean, early early on, he I mean, looking at this. I spoke to someone about it yesterday. He's big into his film, my friend Aaron, and he he was like, oh, it's dated though, isn't it? And I was like, you know, what? I don't think it is. I mean, it is. It's eighty two for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's forty years old, but I didn't think it was like no. The, the scene where they think they're going to die and then demons try to take him. That was probably the only bit. I'm, Sorry, so there was CGI for that bit. So but that, yeah. yeah, so that bit. Special effects are but a bit bad. in 82, that would have been terrifying. Yeah, it yeah. It looked good. Yeah. But uh, not good for these days, but watching it thinking, fuck me, 40, that's 40 years old. Yeah. And that does look genuinely quite creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so all in all, mate, I, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed. Because there's parts of it, like I say, that made me laugh. Yeah. Like when he's, 
punching camels. Punching camels, um, having sex with all these beautiful women that, all that, the time. That, that, you know, he, he meets he meets some random enchantress witch woman who he, who immediately I was like, that she's a bit of me, she is. <laughs> that, she's a bit of me. And then he starts shagging her and then, he, then she turns into... So like some weird demon. Into a demon. And then I start thinking, she's really a bit of me. <laughs> she's like, yes, girl. And then he throws her in a fire. So he gets... Oh, it's he, like a scene from your house. He really is. He literally gets released, goes into someone's house, has a drink, shags her, sets her on fire. Yeah, leaves. yeah throws her in the fire. I was like, what the fuck is this? What is going on? Yeah, it is brutal. <laughs> but I love that film. I've watched it so many times. It's one of those that I can just stick on repeat. Sometimes yeah. I just fast forward to like the good bits, like the battle sequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, love that film. Definitely recommend it. And surprisingly, a few people have seen it, I think. Yeah. When you said to me, it's one of my favourite films, that's why I was like, I need to pay attention to this. So that, yeah. like like say, when I initially saw what it was, I was like, oh, it's probably not child-friendly, so I stopped. Then... I'd made sure I wasn't really doing anything. So if I had to do something, I'd stop the film, yeah. come back to it 20 minutes instead of, oh, I need to pop the washing out, I need to do this. And I made sure when I was watching, I was watching. Because I was like, although it would have been better to sit for two hours, 10, it, I knew you was massively into this film and I wanted to give it a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and plus, I fucking love 80s. Like Me too. Films anyway. So yeah, so great. great but yeah, I would definitely say if you can watch it again because you'll pick up on more and you'll appreciate 100%. things like yeah. like the score. You'll notice more and like some of the battle you sequences. You can't miss that fucking score. No. Yeah, that's all. So yeah, it's on Disney Plus, everyone. Yeah. So um, if you haven't seen Conan the Barbarian and you just want some beautiful eighties action with lots of sexy people in it, there you go. Absolutely, boobs everywhere. Boobs for days. Camel punching. Camel punching, <laughs> blood, guts, and beautiful people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, recommendation number one. Thank you for bringing that into my life, Ryan. No problem. Uh, so should we move on to the first film I gave to you? Absolutely. So um, the first film I gave to Ryan, I'll, I'll not. I'll let Ryan do a bit of a, uh, a bit of a synopsis of it. But I gave him the film The Platform, which is a Spanish film on is it Spanish? It is, Spanish, it? yeah. The Spanish film on Netflix. Now I didn't pick this because it was one of my favourite films. I didn't pick it because it, it I really loved the concept of it. I liked the meaning behind it. I thought they did a really good job of um it's basically just one room. Yeah. The the set is one room, isn't it? Yeah yeah. And they do a great job of building this terrifying atmosphere of what's going on around them um and like i say i brought to you films that i thought would be different stuff you've seen before that you can get into the concept more than the actual film or the acting and i, I don't know what it is recently i'm watching a lot more sort of foreign films anyway yeah like the two um horror films I watched recently were both foreign as well um so <clears throat> yeah i just want to bring it so i'll let you do a bit of a synopsis for it we can have a chat yeah okay so I obviously had no idea, never heard of this film before. And when he said to me, oh, it's on, on Netflix, like a Netflix original, didn't realise it was Spanish. Um, but I absolutely loved this film. Good. It I'm was glad. so good. So it was glad. so dark and brutal and thought provoking. It's one of them that I came away and it stuck with me. And I was, I couldn't, exactly. I, even now I'm still thinking about it. And basically the story is it's set in a prison, basically. Basically. Yeah. It's, it's a prison. You are, th- this guy wakes up and he's in a room and it's just one room with one with two beds him and his cellmate and there's nothing in the room a toilet a sink and there's a giant hole in the floor yeah 
And what happens is he looks down and it goes down as far as the eye can see. It's just a giant hole in the floor and there's different levels. So there's two people below him and two people below them. And it's just basically a giant tower structure hole. And it's the same above. So as far as the eye can see, and they're all on different levels. They start on level 48, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And what happens is every day, a platform lowers from the top all the way down to the bottom level. And on the platform is it's just covered in food. It is absolutely the, the most beautiful the most food. Beautiful. Ever seen. I think the opening scene is actually mm. like these incredible chefs, like these gourmet chefs making these beautiful meals, these beautiful dishes, like absolutely like Michelin star level food. And it covers this platform and it goes down and it and it stops at every level. So the people at the top have whatever food that they want. They can eat and stuff their face and then it'll move. It's with them. I don't know. I don't think it says how long it's there for. A couple of minutes. And then it moves down to the next level and then they carry on eating and then it moves down to the next and the next and the next. So the idea is the lower down, the less food you're getting. Yeah. There's enough food for everyone, but you've got to trust the people above you are going to only take their share. Yeah. And straight away the concept is like okay this is interesting because it's one of them you know as a film not knowing what to expect and then it's just wake up in a room and you're like okay okay yeah, there's just a bit of dialogue back and forth and then the food turns up and it's already they're on level 48 so it's already been 47 levels above them and all this food is like leftovers and half eaten bits and still quite a lot there but this cellmate who's been there for a long time says oh we're we've got we're good here because we'll be here for a month so they're all they're in their their level for a month, and at the end of the month they get knocked out and put on a random other level. So they don't know whether they're going to wake up at level number ten or level number two hundred and ten. And it that's such a terrifying prospect. It's so uneasy, and then there's so many scenes of them like gobbling these this food and. And it's, it's gross when they're eating gross. it. It's gross. Like they're just eating all this like half chewed food, but they're eating it as if it's like a gourmet meal, and. So I don't want to give spoilers away because it's you know it's it's on Netflix, but it's, it's it was just incredible. It was. I'm um, so glad you enjoyed it, mate. It was so good, and then obviously things deteriorate. You know, without giving spoilers away, they fluctuate. You see, you see different levels. I'll not talk about specific characters, but you see different levels. You see people on level 48. You see people on level six. You see level on people 206, and the things that those have to do to survive or don't survive. Um. It's so dark. Yeah. It's so dark. But what I really love as well is because it's like a psychological thriller, but it's also like a metaphor, isn't it? It's just an it's an analogy it's for society. Sh- it's a huge analogy, yeah. And it's all about that the, re- the reality is there is enough for everyone. I suppose it's the same for the planet, isn't it? There is enough for everyone to eat. People, everyone, there's enough food for everyone. And if the people at the top of the chain only took what they needed then there is enough food for every single person. Yeah. And, and same for this the, in the platform. If you if the people at the top only take they what they need from the, the platform, enough food will get down to the bottom. But obviously humanity being the way it is, that isn't actually the case. And it's a cool journey. And like this, this the 
the character, the main character is sort of like a, he volunteers to go into the, into yeah. the hole because I think he gets like, I don't know, it's like in a dystopian future and he gets like a, a diploma at the end of it. If he, he gets does, a diploma out of anything, to quit smoking. So it's like, if I'm in there, I won't have fags. And, and I get, I get to play. Yeah, and he, and he volunteers to, I don't know, six months or something, like yeah. a six-month stint, but as well as, like, there's random criminals in there. It's just a mismatch of all sorts of people. And he, so he's obviously, like, quite a a decent bloke. He's a normal bloke who's, you know, he, you're allowed to take one item in with you, and he takes a book because, you know, you can go into prison, I'm, I'm going to read a book. Um, unbeknownst to, the, to him that other people bring in. Samurai swords. Samurai swords or you knives know. or guns because they know that they have to, they will need them to survive yeah. the platform. Did you notice on one of the levels someone took a surfboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> someone took a paddling pool. <laughs> yeah, they, they did, didn't they? Like, oh, they were getting use out of that. They were. They were like, having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking paddling pool. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a dark film. It is dark. And it, it, I, de- it deteriorates quickly. Yeah. And it does show you as well that, you know, what you're saying there, the analogy of, the human race and if the people at the top just disseminate it correctly then there'd be enough for everybody it also shows you how humanity changes of i've just been down there i'm now up here to survive i need to be that yeah i need to take what i can not what i need instead of i've been at the bottom i know how shit it is so i'll share yeah yeah, and then you see the people that are like that and are trying to make others share but you can't convince so the protesters so to speak you can't convince other people to live like you and there's this person trying to do a like peaceful protest and she's like please 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 um just take what you need i've plated it for you eat that then plate for the people below you yeah and they're like get fucked go fuck yourself so it takes the guy to be like i swear to god if you don't do it i'm gonna shit on the food yeah so and that just shows as well humanity asking nicely doesn't work so you've got to threaten violence to make it work and i just think there's so many bits and bobs in there that want to watch layers to it i was like shit and now this literally couldn't just just give humanity the bigger, bigger fuck you could, could it? No. It was just, you're all dickheads. Yeah. And if you're not a dickhead now, at some point you'll be that downtrodden that you'll become a dickhead when you do get to where you want. Yeah, exactly. Where you want to be, unless you work hard at staying a good person. I, yeah. I loved it. And like I say, it's not my favourite film of all time. No. But it kept a lasting impression on me to this day where I still talk about it. Yeah. That I thought, I want you to watch a film like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that you go away and you will have that last impression. You'll think about it and you will recommend it to someone else. Yeah, and I would definitely recommend this film. It's yeah. definitely worth a watch. It's very it, thought provoking. It's dark though. It is not. It's not a. It's not an easy watch. No, it's not um, an easy watch. But it's definitely worthwhile. And there's a lot. I think it's a sort of film I would watch again because I think the more I, the more you watch it, the more you'd pick up on it. I think. That, uh, so I chucked it on yesterday. I think last night after we played a bit of Rocket League. I put it on in bed. I think that's like the third or fourth time I've seen it. Because, let's say, it's it's gross and there's some gore. There is some gore, yeah. There's some gore, there's some nasty bits. And like I say, if not that, just the the way that they trample on the food and they're literally... Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, they'd see, you and see them ripping chicken bones with their teeth and just slive over Yeah, it's, and, but it, it makes you ask yourself those questions, in it, don't you? Like, what would I do in that situation? 100%. What would I do? Would I be the good guy? Or if I'm on one of the top levels, am I eating just my fair share? Or am I going to stuff my face? And it's, you know, and ask yourself, it does, you also ask yourself, what would I, and what am I prepared to do to survive? To survive? Yeah. You know, what lengths will I go to? What person would I become? And, you know, Harrowing, really, when yeah. when you when you see these characters, what you thought were like good, righteous people doing the things that they're doing. Yeah, definitely. The only thing I would say though with that film, 
when you do see the platform, when you finally see the platform at the top on level zero before it sets off, I didn't think it looked that great. You reckon not? It looked, I mean, it looked great, but like to say we'd obviously seen it at various stages, half eaten throughout the film, I was expecting it to look like the greatest feast of all time. But it, the individual food looked great, but no, it wasn't. But as a collective, it just looked like that does not look like enough food to go all those levels. And it doesn't look as appetizing as I was thinking. Yeah. I think I've seen it in other films. It perhaps looks a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more like, I don't know, the banquet scene in Shrek 2. <laughs> Shrek 2 and the platform in the same yeah, sentence. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's ripping like the lobster apart <laughs> and like the pig. What, and just the last thing from me on this film then, what I also like is there's just not really much backstory. No. They kind of explain why he's in there. Yeah. And that's it. And they don't need to know anything nope. about any of the other characters. Nope. You get a little bit, but... You don't need to know fuck off. It's about, it's about their experiences yeah, in there. Exactly. And that's... that's you know, yeah. I, th- I think there's one cut scene as well, the quite early on, where it goes back up to the kitchen where they're making this, and the person who's preparing the food finds a hair in like a panna cotta. So he pulls everyone with black hair together to sack them, to be like, yeah. how fucking dare you? This is elegant, you know? And that's like the only cut scene you get. Yeah. And it's just... It just adds to that mystery more. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely brilliant. I'm, you know what? I'm really glad that you said to me. I'm not going to tell you how I felt about the film until we talk on the podcast. Cause yeah, that's made my day. That you <laughs> film because it is, it is a good, good film. Very good with film. A great concept. And, yeah, and it's worth passing on to other people. Definitely a different recommendation for. Yeah, so from that's me there. Um, on Netflix. The platform, everyone. Mm-hmm. So, film two from Ryan to Sam. Okay, I recommended for you to watch A History of Violence. Yeah, never seen it. No, again, and it's, it's one of them where I think is a bit of a hidden gem, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across it because I absolutely love Viggo Mortensen. I knew it immediately when I went, oh, what is that? Because yeah. I heard of it, and then I saw Viggo Mortensen, and I was like, that's why. Yeah, I that's mean, why. I absolutely love Viggo, not just because he's Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's where I first came across him, obviously. Um but he's gone on to do some incredible films and he's such a good actor. That's just made me think you tried to throw the green book at me as well. Another uh, yeah. Viggo Mortensen I know, film. Yeah. Just, just any good film. I know Viggo Mortensen's in it. <laughs> Great film though. It, yeah, it is a really good one. Um, David Cronenberg directed it and it's, it's a dark gritty sort of, it's not, it's, it's a sort of like a psychological thriller, I guess, I mm-hmm. suppose how you describe it. Yeah. But, I enjoy the there's twists in it, some very good acting, um, but yeah, a bit of a hidden gem, a bit of a different film. Um, yeah, what did you think of it? How did you take it? So I'll just do a bit of a synopsis. So the idea of the film is a small American town. Um, a guy called Tom Stalls and his family runs a nice little cafe. Um, he's in the cafe late one night and there's these two criminals that come in. They're on the run. They need to make some money. So they're about to rob this uh, cafe. Tom Stalls manages to get a gun, pop, pop, kills the two criminals, becomes a hero. All over the news. Well done, well done, well done. Um, Then these mysterious men turn up in suits saying, yeah. we know who you are, Joey. And he's... Yeah, Viggo Mortensen's like, my name's Tom. Why do you keep calling me Joey? We know who you are, Joey. You ripped my eye out with barbed wire. You did this, you did that. We know that you're this gangster from Philadelphia. And he's going, what are you on about, you dickhead? Go away. Get away from me. Yeah. <clears throat> and then bit by bit, sort of, the story unfolds. There's a few twists of um, 
whether Tom actually knows these guys or not, whether he has got this backstory that uh, it's Ed Harris, isn't it? Ed plays, Harris is the head, like sort know, of mafia gangster. Love Ed Harris. Yeah. Um, and whether he actually knows Ed Harris, whether he is this Joey that he keeps saying, whether he's got this violent history that he's saying, or whether he is just this this small town man um, who's been confused with with mafia. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll not spoil anything for anyone that does want to watch it. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't love this film. I liked this film. Yeah. I liked this film very much. I didn't love it. It was a good 90-something minutes, so yep. it wasn't a long, long film. Um like I say, lots of twists, lots of turns. You know, I couldn't get over how much of a skeleton v- Vigo Mortensen looks like in this film. <laughs> he just doesn't look good in this film. Bear in mind, he's come from being sexy arrogant. Uh, uh, yeah. And yeah. he just looks ill in he does, this film. He does look quite gaunt. And... Yeah. And if I'm honest with you, I don't think it's his best acting role either. He's good in it, but I don't know, overplayed in certain parts, underplayed in other parts. I thought maybe loved Ed Harris in it. Yeah. Um, all in all, great story. Yeah. Um, I thought everyone played the parts pr- like well. Like I say, Viggo Mortensen overacted some parts, underacted in others, but still very good at what he did. Um, it's definitely a film I'd watch again. It's definitely a film I'd, I'd talk to people about. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be my first recommendation. Yeah. But I'd talk, oh, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. What did you think? You know, I don't think I've, for its time, so it's 2005, I can't think of any films pre that. That's similar. No. I mean, it's been done before. I've seen this type of film before. Yeah. Um, but pre-2005, I can't think of many with that with the same sort of synopsis as this. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, what's the son's name? Oh. He's just in a lot of things. It yeah. Is Ashton it, something or well, other. I don't know. I quite like him. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not going to give too much spoilers, but it left a lot of questions Absolutely, in my yeah. head. Of well, how did that come to happen? How did he do that? Yeah, you know, th- there's a lot of questions that it ended with. I don't think that it had the best ending, and I just mean that very last scene when he eats dinner with his family. Right. Um, the scene before that, when shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. There's some great action sequences in this film. Um, some pretty decent shootouts between different characters. Yeah. And I think that's what, I think that's why I think the film hits home for me anyway. Why I think it's, it's, it's a good film is because it, the majority of the film, not, not a lot's happening. It's just an idyllic sort of quiet American town. Definitely. And yeah. then, so it's, I think it's, especially at the time in the early 2000s, I suppose we've become a bit desensitised to massive violence and gore and stuff. We sort of see that regularly, you know, every episode of Game of Thrones or whatever, or Walking Dead. But at the time, you know, seeing... The gore is fucked in this. The gore, like, you know, that the first instance where, you know, Tom sort of saves the day at the, at the cafe, you know, these gangsters that turn all these, whatever they are, hitmen or whatever... And, you know, he literally blows the side of a guy's face off. Yeah, and, you know, him. it's it's gone from, like, literally him serving apple pie, you know, and it's all, like, nice and happy to some guy's face is hanging off. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? He and, shoots him in the head, and I thought that'd be it. But then when it goes back to him, half of his face is And he's just literally, off. like, gurgling yeah, exactly. blood. And, and, like, Fuck it and I think that's the thing. I think for me at the time, that was it was such a shocking film. Yeah. And then... I guess I, I know I love Vigo anyway, so I'm definitely biased towards Vigo. But having, because that was not long, just a couple of years after Lord of the Rings. So to see him in play such a different role, I think that's what I love about it. Um, 
it's not obviously once you've seen it and you've got all the twists and you know the story I don't think it's that rewatchable mm-hmm. I mean I think you know it's it's not something to watch once and then never again but definitely it's not something it's not something I'll just pick to watch on a Sunday afternoon I, I tell you what what type of film it is for me have you ever seen the film Falling Down no oh shit I should have given you that so no, I really I, I really I, like Falling Down do you know the premise of it no no so the premise of Falling Down is um you'll definitely have heard this premise. He's in the car, he's driving home and he just fucking loses it. He's had enough. Fuck this noise. He's stuck in his traffic jam. Just grabs a gun and goes crazy. Right, okay. He just goes crazy. He walks into a Burger King or whatever it is and he's like, oh, can I have the uh, the fucking egg and bacon sandwich? And they're like, oh, it's it, breakfast is finished because it's one minute over. So he holds the place up with like an AK. Right. But he talks really nice and he's like, I just want a bacon and egg yeah, sandwich. Yeah. Just please sit, sit the fuck down and point this gun at people. Please just go get me this. Yeah. He's like, no, don't worry. Just give me a burger. Just like, I'm sorry. Calm down. Give me a burger. And they give him this burger and it just looks as all McDonald's burgers do yeah. or whatever. It just looks nothing like the picture. So he loses his shit again. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally um, like the Foo Fighters video for Wheel that what Walk. Yes. It, it literally, like, I'm yeah. guessing that's a parody of it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's a good film, but that's one of those ones, once you've seen it and you get the twist, it's rewatchable, but you're not going to go it's out not, It's not going to have the same effect. effect. It's not going to hit exactly. home as much because you know what's to expect. Mm-hmm. To expect. But it was that type of film for me, because I think that was early 2000s as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but all in all, good good film. And I'm not going to walk away and be like, best film, but I'm not going to say it's oh, no, yeah. it did not at all. Yeah, I thought everyone did the job well. It was great to see some familiar faces. Like I say, Viggo Mortensen, couple of scenes hit and miss, but all in all, Viggo Mortensen being Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. It's not as sexy as he is in He's not films. as sexy. He, he looks in very it. gaunt in it. He does. And he looked like he was going through something in his personal life. Yeah. Um, uh, he's got, yeah, he's quite a gaunt person anyway. Yeah. I think he hides it in all rings because he's got a bit of a beard. Yeah, maybe, he, yeah. You know, the beard makes him. But all in all, I'm glad, I've, glad I've seen it because that's one of those films, I knew nothing about it. Yeah. I knew yeah, nothing yeah. about the film. I've heard it a thousand times, but never really looked into it. Yeah. So I'm glad I sat down and watched it. And again, as I've mentioned, I like a good 90-minute film. Yeah. I do like a good 90-minute <laughs> film because everything's so hectic constantly. A good hour and a half. That's what this was. An hour and a half of just enjoyable watching. Yep. Um, good twists. Gory at times. And the good thing about the gore is there's probably only five or six instances where the gore hits. When the gore hits, it's fucked. Yeah. But it's realistic. You but know, it's realistic if, like, if, yeah. if you... If, like that's you know going back to that scene that I mentioned you know if you shoot someone point blank range in the side of the head with a with a pistol you're not going to get a dot you're not going to get a little dot out. yeah no you're going to blow someone's face off yeah exactly you know? so it is very realistic there but they don't overdo it no it's, it's not it's not a gore I wouldn't class it as a gory film not not at all no no the gore is in the right places and as violent as it should be yeah. I mean, the film's called a history of violence yeah like, as violent I think, as it I think that's be, it yeah. there's a, the shock factor of it yeah. yeah definitely so yeah so that's another one I um I had to. Borrow Ryan's copy of that film because I didn't, because um, we couldn't find it on anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, luckily, it's you... one of, that's what I mean. It's one of those films that's actually it's it's hard to come across. It does, yeah. It's not something that's really well advertised. I think it's one of them that people once have seen it say oh, that's a good film and would recommend it, but then you can never find it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you said that to me, I was like, it's not on anything. I've got it on DVD. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. So uh, last, last but not least, then my friend was uh, Ryan's film too. Yeah, and I came to you with a film called The Discovery. Mm-hmm. Again, so this got brought to my attention. A friend was talking about it. Uh, told me it had Jason Segel in it. Yep, and told me it's a serious film, and I was like, 
hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about this, how I do. Then he told me the premise of the film that blew my fucking mind. Yeah. So do you want to do the premise or should I? You go for it. So the premise of the film that blew my mind was um, a scientist has 99, pretty much 99% proven there is such thing as an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Because of this, there is a epidemic of people committing suicide yeah because people know that there is something else to go to so people just want to get there they're sick of life or their family's dead or their wife's dead and they just know there is something on the other side so there's a huge epidemic of people murdering killing themselves fucking mind blown mate yeah when i got told that i was like jesus christ so um what's the film i'll get your take on it um in a moment but that premise will always stick with me. To yeah. the day I die, the, the, I've never, ever, I could, who the fuck thought that up? Yeah. Because that is such a good idea, but I would never have thought of that. No, no, no. Never. Um, so yeah, so, so that was the premise. Um, and because like I say, I wanted to come to you with something new, something a bit thought provoking, a bit challenging, um, and that you won't have seen before, this is why I chose Discovery for you. So tell a bit of a synopsis, what you think. Okay, so it sort of, yeah, picks up, like you said, starts with an interview with the scientist played by Robert Redford mm-hmm. um, who has discovered that our through where our brain signals go, they travel somewhere else, but he doesn't know where exactly, but that he knows that they've proven to travel somewhere else. And it starts with an interview with him, with an interviewer, because he's now officially spoken because it's been two years since we announced the discovery and there's been like four or 40 million people kill themselves. Um, so he's doing a public public like, interview to say... It's the first public interview, isn't it? Since, he said I since, wouldn't talk to me. Yeah, but he's, he, I think he wants to... He doesn't want people to kill themselves. And then um, someone in the interview then kills himself right in front of him. It's all quite shocking. And then it cuts to Jason Segal, who's that plays the son of Robert Redford, sort of son of the, um, the scientist. And he's traveling back to go meet up with his dad and his brother who have set up a cult. That's a bit weird. Isn't it? Set up this weird cult where they're then trying to basically prove or find out where the afterlife is and where they go. And can they then like basically record it? Yeah. So, so the cult was, it was people that had tried to kill themselves uh, yeah. And they accepted him into the home. To yeah. Like, look, you don't need to do this. Help us with the discovery. Let's find out where yeah. where this goes. And just it just randomly turned into a cult from yeah. there. So yeah. It's a bit weird, and and but... they're all wearing different coloured jumpsuits and yeah. stuff. So and it was a bit all weird, a bit odd. But there's a thought behind it. Yeah. Um, I really struggled with it. Did you? I really, okay. I really didn't like it. Okay. Um, Again, I absolutely love the concept. Mm-hmm. And when it was when they first did it in that first opening scene, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like again, because I had no idea what to expect from it. Um, never heard of it before. Um, despite it being like Netflix original, I think, isn't it? Uh, is not, it? no, I don't no. think it's an original. But it's on Netflix, yeah. um, 2017, isn't it? Uh yes. Um you know, great cast, Jason uh, he did I thought he did a good job. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was the opening scene where I saw him and he was on the boat and he looked a bit somber. I was like, just expecting him to be like, I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall and just sort of <laughs> yeah. whapping his penis around. <laughs> but um, I got over that pretty quickly. I thought he did a good job. Um, again, the concept was really cool. Like, yeah, proving that there is an afterlife and the idea that all these people like from whatever background, tragic circumstances then kill themselves because this life is terrible and mm-hmm. they want, want to go somewhere else. But I think it's one of those films, great, great... Um, 
idea in principle not executed not executed very well and I, I, I'd I agree with that and I just think I just found it was quite dull mm-hmm. like I just felt like it didn't really go anywhere like it was sort of like they were, okay they set up this weird cult which didn't really get explained why the okay you knew where who these people were but it didn't really get explained why they're now a cult and why they all wear different colored jumpsuits yeah they just mentioned the jumpsuit thing don't they yeah and then it's, his, like, oh, it's very culty everyone has different colored jumpsuits done yeah and then his brother is like this weird like supposed to be this scientist guy, but then he's kind of like the eccentric and I can't remember the actor's name. I really like the actor. But he's, he is, he's, he's a guy from, uh, uh Breaking Bad. El Camino, and, yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's in, he's in a lot of stuff. And like, it's got a good cast. Yeah. Jason's a girl, Robert Redford, Rooney Mara and. Love a bit of Rooney Mara. Yeah. It just, it just didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. And it was, you know, the, the, there's a then breakthrough because then they, they basically record these brain waves um, and then, you know, it's like, oh, is this actually, we're watching this dead, dead guy's brain wherever they've gone. He's watching the afterlife. But then it's like, oh, is it just a memory? And then he goes on a bit of a detective thing to what, prove whether it's a memory or not. And I just felt it didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just very sort of dark. It's like dark, but in the sense that like, it's just, it's not happy. <laughs> like, oh, it's not it's, happy it's just, at all. It's just dark because everyone's just killing themselves. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of like, okay, yeah, I, I, I obviously don't, you know, people commit suicide for various reasons. And if they then were proven to be an afterlife, I could I understand, you know, why people then do that. But then there's a lot of like, oh, my dad's dead. He killed himself. Why? He had a good life. There's, like, there's just sort of like, okay, so everyone's now killing themselves yeah, because, yeah, yeah. and I just felt like that wasn't really explored very well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so now everyone's killing themselves because, I don't know, maybe that's me being totally naive, but my first instinct wouldn't be, oh, there's an afterlife. Oh, there's an afterlife. Myself. I'm going to kill myself now. It would be yeah, like, yeah. oh, cool, there's an afterlife. You know, that's incredible. Like, my mind would be blown in any idea that you could go different places. Uh, you know, you go somewhere afterwards, but just the idea that suddenly everyone then kills himself. Yeah, yeah. It just felt, it just felt unexplored, I think. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. Um, when I initially sort of did this film and, and discussed this film on the old podcast, they, this kind of, that's what we came up with, was it just wasn't executed as well as it could yeah, be. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of hoping there was more to it than what I'd seen, I'll yeah. be honest with you, um, which is why I pushed it to you and was like, well, give it a go, because the concept is that good. Yeah. Maybe you'll see something I'm missing. Yeah. Um, because like I say the cast are brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone did their job really well. Yeah. There's certain parts of it, like, you know, the, the whole first interaction with Rooney Mara. Um, and then the next time he sees her, she's about to kill herself. Yeah. She's about to walk into the sea with rocks in a bag and he like saves her. And up to that point, I'm like, fucking yes, bitch. This film's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then it sort of goes a bit it, downhill and it, a bit weird. And, and like the detective type stuff. Didn't really and, go anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of one of those, I, I didn't set you up to fail. I was just hoping there was more to it yeah. than what I saw because the first quarter or third of that film, I think is brilliant. Yeah. And the concept is you will not forget that concept. No, no. You oh really yeah, definitely. Won't. And it's, you will tell people about it. Like, oh, what's this film? You know, it's not great, but this is a concept. What it's, it's such a thought provoking conversation to have. with Absolutely. Someone. Like, could you imagine if we found out that 100% there was an app that you there was something you went somewhere when you died. Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how would you deal with that? You know, such a thought-provoking conversation starter that I wanted there to be more. And I was kind of hoping that me just not really, you know, looking into it as much because I think I watched it on like a fucking, I don't know, Tuesday night after work, eight, eight, eight at night, you know, getting yeah. ready for bed. Maybe I just missed something. Yeah. So it's a bit of a shame that I hadn't and it maybe just wasn't as because it's not a bad film. 
No, it just... I, I wouldn't say yeah. shit, but I think maybe a lot of people would agree and be a bit like, okay, yeah, great concept, but maybe you could on X, Y, and Z to make this film better. Absolutely. I think it's one of them where, yeah, the concept is better than the film. Yeah. And I would yeah definitely talk about the concept. It's one of them and I say, it's definitely thought-provoking and I would have a conversation with someone and, you know, imagine this and, you know, what, you know, spark up a debate that way, but mm. I would not then extend that and say, oh, watch the film. Yeah. I or, feel like the the debate is the concept. Yes. You can yeah, scrap, yeah. you can put the film to one side and I don't think I would recommend the film, but I would definitely recommend the concept. Yes. I watched this film. Which, this was, the which was what, yes. So what would you do? Yeah, not, oh, there's this concept. Here's the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So all in all then, so we're saying Conan, big yes. Big yes. Lots of sexy, lots of boobies, lots of sexy 80s people. Um, big yes to the platform love the platform uh, very yeah. dark you know don't go in there thinking you're going to come out of it feeling like rainbows no um, a history of violence is a is a yes for me not the greatest film on earth but a big a big give it a go if you come across it but don't don't go out of your way to it but if it comes on a streaming site definitely watch yeah, it yeah give it a go and the discovery great concept not not well executed not well executed yep Brilliant. I agree with that fantastic so I think this uh, I think this went down pretty well. I feel, yeah. I think we got some pretty good recommendations. And you know what? This is what I love about films like this. Uh, like episodes like this. Film is film. Not every film is going to be great. Oh no. Some films have great concepts and aren't executed well. Others have the same shit that you get every single day in other films but are just brilliant and shine over every other film. And it's great to sort of be able to sit down and talk about the good, the bad and the ugly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just you, you know, and this is going to happen. I will definitely recommend you films that are shit in the future. <laughs> I, yeah. I will. Yeah, because yeah. I'll be like, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. You need to watch it and tell me why I like this film. And yeah. you'll go, I don't know, Sam. <laughs> I don't know why you like this film. Nobody knows why you like this film. Stop <laughs> yeah. watching this film. Like, I was obsessed with a film called Pathology for years. I was right. obsessed with it. It's like some shitty little weird horror film where these like medical students in a pathology lab just kind of get drugged up and I can't shag the dead body or something. I can't quite remember what happens in it years ago, but I was obsessed with the film for years and I didn't get why. Everyone was like, this film's wank. Yeah. I'm like, I know, but there's something in it. I don't know what it is. There's something about nobody agreed with me. Right, yeah. But that's yeah. what film's subjective, isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely it is, yeah. Like there's plenty it. of shit films that I love. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so uh, is that it? You got anything else to bring up, my friend? No, I think that's it. I think we've we've covered it all. We've covered it all. Beautiful. So uh, not as long as episode one today. We've, uh, we've, we've, <laughs> I don't we're think we're, anything will be as long <laughs> as episode one. We're trying to keep to, uh, we're trying to, keep to uh, around about an hour, hour 15, aren't we, if we yeah. can. I remember years ago doing a podcast, and bearing in mind we used to do sort of like an hour and a half episodes. And uh, we decided to talk about the DC, DCEU. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, oh, cool, we'll blast for this quite quickly. There's nothing really going on with that. And the episode was three hours, 10 minutes. Wow. By the end, because I was drinking, I normally drink while we podcast. Yeah. Uh, by the end, I was that drunk, I couldn't talk. Because <laughs> we were just getting in arguments about <laughs> shit. And uh, three hours, 10 minutes, by the end of it, I couldn't even say my own name. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking just weird. Man. Well, you shouldn't be talking for three hours about the DCEU. No. It's like, a long time. <laughs> it's a long time to talk about anything. <laughs> Right, so as we mentioned earlier then, guys, if you could all just give us a like on most of the socials, if you can leave us a review, uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, episodes will be coming out fort- fortnightly. You know, the 
bigger it gets, the more people listen. Hopefully me and Ryan can spare the time to get together a little bit more often and make it weekly. Um, we're looking at figuring out, we don't know how to, but we'd like to start streaming, maybe a bit of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone's got any tips or clues on how <laughs> the show we out. stream, because we haven't got a clue, we'd like to start doing that. So yeah, your um, support is very much appreciated. Definitely, yeah. Beautiful. Right, so we will see you all in two weeks. Love you very much. Yeah, thanks very much. Peace.